Hello, welcome to Tiz Talk. Welcome to Tiz Talk. I'm Mary Myers. And I'm Julianne Murphy. This is the 10th episode of Tiz Talk for the week beginning 28th of November 2022. On this week's show, we have Martin Shellcross educating Mary about our local geology. Well, it's called a stromatolite. Uh, they still grow off the west coast of Australia. Then Kate Gam enjoys Tisbury Community Choir's latest concert. Drawing from the traditional to the contemporary, we were treated to songs from across the musical spectrum. Liz Cole Camp has the week's What's Ons. It's all starting to get Christmassy in Tisbury. And stay tuned to hear Rosie finish the show with more gardening tips. The last half of November is a good time to plant tulips. Now Mary is down at Warmead Farm, where Martin Shellcross is showing her the space hopper-sized round globe made of stone that sits in his garden. Well, it's called a stromatolite. Uh, they still grow off the west coast of Australia in the Bahamas in very shallow, salty seas. And they formed of tiny organisms which have the ability of taking carbon dioxide out of the air and releasing oxygen. And the original ones, 3,000 million years old, produce the oxygen that we use now. So this is a fossilised remain of something that was a living thing? That's right. 3,000 million years ago. And this one came from Chitsgrove and alongside it is a very heavy bit of fossilised wood which is an Oracaria species and you could find the identical wood in America because of course we were joined on to America Mm. at the Jurassic time. Amazing. Where did you find that then? Chitsgrove Quarry. I see. Because we own Quarry Farm at Chitsgrove, so the quarry's been an integral part of our farming. Of course, everyone knows about the quarries around Tisbury, although I didn't know there were, how many? 30, they did you say? They said there were 30 yes. at one point. Yes. And uh, I've done dry stone walling all around my orchard with stones from Quarry Farm. But it's not good land for, for arable production. No. There's only to... about five inches of... Uh, soil over the stone. Yes. So this petrified wood is now made of stone, yes. which is Chilmark stone, I well, suppose. Well, sort of, because Chilmark stone, the quarry at Chitsgrove has... Oh, sorry, Chitsgrove stone. 32 layers, and some of those layers are full of fossils of different sorts, and others, the two, the A and B, are right at the bottom, of course, which is the building stone. And uh, they don't use explosives at Chilmark because of the geology here. The stone breaks very easily into layers. What does A and B mean? They're just the two sorts of stone they want to have. And that's right at the bottom. Right that's at the, the bottom o- oldest the stone. Oldest stone there. Yes, I see. Uh, where, where we had the farm, 200-acre farm, at Quarry Farm at Chitsgrove, there's a lot of stone on the surface and I got the men to pick it up and dump it round the orchard. And because this is called Wallmead Farm, I thought we really need a wall. <laughs> so I've done a wall which is probably about 100 metres long. So I did it over a few years, and uh, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. N- no cement at all, and it stood up all right so far. I didn't count the hours, but I loved doing it. Yeah. No foundations, straight on the ground. 
We went as a family up to one of the dales and the local man wasn't maintaining his, his stone walls. There were lots of holes in them. So I and my two young sons then, we spent a half the holiday, I think, repairing his stone walls. And I really got the bug up there. Coverdale it was. So you just learnt by doing? Learnt by doing. Yeah. And because you're repairing a hole, you can see exactly how the sides of it were put together. Yeah. But most masons prefer to use uh, what they call muck, which is cement but I don't like cement. You wouldn't mine stone to build a wall. You're actually clearing the stone from the ground. If you go to the Lake Districts, that's oh, Cornwall, they're reclaiming ground by moving the stone off and building walls. Mm. I've tried to do some in Cornwall for a friend, but it's rounded granite and very, very difficult. It's slippery stuff, but the miners did it in their spare time. Wow. And I think they, they found the way of breaking it up to use it. So I suppose, you know, our ancestors around here basically used hedges. They, they used hedges. They had no wire, of course, until very, very late on. But there was a lot of open fields as well. And I think they must have had uh, little boys keeping the cattle within the bound because the old pictures often show open fields and it wasn't till the Enclosure Acts that they were actually parceled off into fields. Yes. We have several dozen saddle stones in our garden. Most of them are local Tisbury stone, which stand the weather pretty well. But the two just in front of us are, are green sand. Uh, Staddle stones and you can see that they've taken the weather really rather badly mm -hmm. and that's a story with green sandstone which you find all around Shaftesbury and Warder mm. it doesn't weather so well mm. Mm. that's my geology garden there Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com Now, Kate Gam reviews Tisbury's Community Choir. listening to the Tisbury Community Choir, whose latest concert, Popery, I saw recently at the New Vic, a fundraiser for Salisbury Hospice. Curated by director Graham Dorby, the repertoire was indeed a wide mixture, drawing from the traditional to the contemporary. We were treated to songs from across the musical spectrum, from Irving Berlin to Paul Simon, Gustav Holst to Howard Goodall. The concert ended with a lovely medley from Les Miserables, with a finale of Good Night, Sweetheart, Good Night, to rapturous applause from a highly appreciative audience. I had a chat with the chair of the choir, Roger Hooper, who explained that this is an inclusive choir with no requirement to audition. Roger is keen to work with Tisbury Surgery to highlight the benefits that being part of a choir brings in terms of both mental and physical health and well-being. 
You can see the Tisbury Community Choir for yourself as they launch the Tis the Season weekend on Friday the 2nd of December at the New Vic with a selection of seasonal songs and carols. Audience participation is encouraged and the choir is always looking for new members, particularly men, so this is the perfect chance to try the choir out for yourself. Follow us on Instagram at TizTalkRadio. Now Liz Camp with the Watsons. It's all starting to get Christmassy in Tisbury. A new exhibition at Messon starts this week featuring the work of young Irish still life and landscape painter Hannah Mooney. Entry is free. There's a nice cafe on site and it's open from 10 till 4. For more information, go to the Messam's website. The Tisbury Memory Group on Wednesday is having a craft session. That's in the morning at the Hinton Hall from 10.30 to 12 noon. And you can just turn up. There's an illustrated talk on the great houses and churches of Fonthill by Professor and author Caroline Dackers at 6pm in the Village Hut in Stop Street, Fonthill. That's on Thursday, the 1st of December. Caroline is editor of Fonthill Recovered, a cultural history. Tickets are £10 and it includes a glass of wine and it's all in aid of roof repairs to Holy Trinity Church. For more information, contact George Francis on 01747 870 Speaking of houses, Boatwright's local estate agent Dan Sicklemore reports on what's been happening in the Tisbury housing market and the outlook for 2023. The Tisbury market has had another very good year in 2022 with demand continuing to outstrip the supply. That has slowed down slightly in the last month with the increased interest rates and general uncertainty in the economy. However, it is also going into winter when it tends to slow down anyway. The lettings market remains very strong. Demand is still very much outstripping the supply and that continues to be the case with no signs of slowing down. Um, Going into 2023, I think that it will be a slightly more challenging year. Um, It's not to say Tisbury is immune, but we are, however, affected generally less than a lot of areas. There is never that much supply in Tisbury and therefore it never takes that much demand to outstrip the supply. As a result, that tends to mean that we are less affected. Where we tend to be affected more is people struggling to sell outside the area that are wanting to get here. But I can see it still being a reasonable year um, with a little bit of a roller coaster along the way here and there. Messam's new book club meets this Thursday evening, starting with drinks in the bar at 6.30pm and then moving into the Tithe Barn for some lively discussions where you can exchange ideas and views on books and hopefully make some new friends. Anyhow, it's at Messams in Place Farm in Court Street and there's more information on the Messams Wiltshire website. 
So Friday is also Tis the Season weekend and it kicks off on Friday evening with a Christmas carol concert by the Tisbury Community Choir in the Victoria Hall. The bar opens at 7 and the concert starts at 7.30pm. The entry is free, but the choir is asked perhaps if you could make a donation, which would be very helpful. More details from Roger Hooper on 01747 870 Tis the season continues on Saturday where there are simply loads of activities and events happening at the new Vic at Tisbury's Victoria Hall and Elizabeth Hall. It starts off with the third annual Art in the Corridor. That's an all-weekend exhibition of local art and crafts from 10 in the morning till late. At the same time, at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's also the Tisbury Country Market from 10 till 12 noon in the main Victoria Hall. And it's free entry to both. What great value. Well, get your party shoes on for Saturday evening and join in the fun with friends and family in the Victoria Hall for a festive night of music and dancing to the toe-tapping tunes of local bands Hummingbird and Cable Street and you can get into the Christmas spirit because there's a bar there. The music starts at 7pm, doors open at 6.30, tickets are 7.50 on the door or you can call the box office and 0300 302 1390 or online at www.newvictisbury.com. Sunday, fancy a little Tis the Season Christmas shopping and socialising at Tisbury's Christmas Market. That runs all day, Sunday, from 9 till 4 in the afternoon along the high street, and there will be tons of wonderful artisan crafts and produce stalls, shops, cafes, and tasty treats to enjoy. From 10 till 4 on Sunday, there's crafts and carols happening also at the Methodist Hall on the High Street. And from 12 till 4 in the afternoon, don't forget, yep, it's Santa's Grotto in the Elizabeth Hall and a pop-up cafe for mums and dads and grands and grandpas in the Victoria Hall, which is offering tea, coffee, cakes and refreshments. So don't forget Santa's Grotto 12 till 4 p.m. on Sunday at the Elizabeth Hall. And last but not least, to close off Tis the Season, Tisbury Electric Car Club's festive get-together is happening on Sunday at 2 to 4 p.m. at the Boot Inn on the High Street. And everybody is welcome for a Christmas tipple. That's all from me. Have a great week. Thanks, Liz. That was interesting to hear from Boat Rides. Uh, maybe in the new year we'll hear from Rural View, the other Tisbury estate agents, of course, and maybe they can give another update on the local housing market. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Now over to Rosie Buck in her Tisbury garden, getting on with the last few jobs for autumn. With harvest now safely gathered in, for me in terms of apples brought in and made into juice and some stored down in the cellar um, and certainly now with my bees hopefully winter ready with the hives all tied up the mouse guards on much less of them coming and going now as it should be my 
attention turns to other jobs that we want to do in the autumn. I'm quite late this year in planting bulbs because really things like narcissi, daffodils and early spring bulbs should really have been planted. But always the last half of November is a good time to plant tulips. Uh, The reason for that is that you want the the soil not to be quite so warm because tulip bulbs have a tendency to rot if they're put into warm moist soil Um, and we've actually had it obviously very very much warmer than we usually do at this time of year and so I will plant up various pots with tulips and then the tulip bulbs that I've had from previous years I will put elsewhere in the garden to naturalise. I might do one or two bulb lasagnas and by that, it's a it's a pot whereby different flowers come at different times of the year. So you would start with putting the tulips in quite deep, which tulips generally like to be quite deep in pots. Um, and then you might put something that will come out earlier, like an earlier flowering narcissi, and then something in the top like a, a hyacinth or maybe even a grape hyacinth, or even crocuses are quite nice brought on in pots which as I say before I'm always got my eye on what will make good pollen and nectar or nectar in particular for bees in the middle of winter. Also just looking at things that may need a little bit of tidying up. The temptation is always to cut back various things as they they go over and to tidy up the, the garden ready for winter but certainly from a biodiversity point of view the more you can leave the better particularly things that have got seed heads on, which will provide a good source of nutrition for birds later on. Um, I grew a lot of sunflowers this year, and again, I'm just going to leave those. And teasels, which bullfinches love, usually come early spring. So the more that you can leave, the better it is for nature. And certainly leaving as much of the undergrowth as a sort of an understory for small creatures to nest in, birds to find bugs in that type of thing but the thing I do usually cut back are I've got a wisteria on the back of the house and a hydrangea petiolaris on the front of the house and if I leave those I have to admit they create a good scrambling pole for little creatures to then access my loft and then I hear furry footsteps above me which I I try to avoid so those I will bring down so that they're well beneath the gutter line. But apart from that, I think my thoughts turn again slightly to next spring and the sort of thing that I will be wanting to see coming up in the garden because now is a very good time of year for putting in new plants. So particularly before it gets really cold, when plants in pots, their roots can get quite damaged by frosts and the cold. So now will be a good time to think of all those things I haven't quite got around to getting into the garden the soil will still be warm for them to get bedded in and then they will be happily and snugly in before we get the worst of the winter weather. That's all from us this week. So we've been Mary Myers and Julianne Murphy and special contributor Liz Cole-Camp. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on tistalkradio at gmail.com. You can listen every week to a new episode of Tistalk. And you can find any episode you've missed at tistalk.buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Tistalk, that's all one word. And also look out for us on the Nextdoor app. And now also on Instagram on Tistalk Radio. 
So do listen in next week for more stories from Tisbury. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.